0: Welcome to the 10 Degree Shift Podcast, where your host, AJ, shares small 10 Degree shifts you can make to improve your business, its people, and culture, one shift at a time.
1: Hello, and welcome to the 10 Degree Shift Podcast. This is a show all about how you can achieve more and be more while doing less. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm super obsessed with finding ways to reduce friction and boost flow in life and in our businesses and our cultures so that we can be more productive, more vibrant and more alive. So today I have a very special guest um, and I will introduce him in a moment. And we are going to be talking about number seven on the 10-degree shift model, which is shared values. And my guest today is a very beautiful man by the name of Marlon DeCruz. Marlon, welcome to the show. Hi, AJ. Thank you very much for having me and glad to be here and um,
0: yeah, talk about the, uh, I guess the shared values and uh, how we can um, shift, um, as you said, with the 10-degree shift program.
1: Fantastic. And so Marlon is calling in from Sydney, Australia today, but originally he comes from Sri Lanka. And he not only has an amazing company now that he runs called BizTech Global, which we'll no doubt get into and talk a bit about how he's created shared values there with his people, but he's also had other companies which he has... Started from scratch, true entrepreneur style, built up, built an amazing culture and then sold. So not only has he done it once, but twice and maybe even more than that. Um, So we've got someone here that's really got that hands-on experience to how you can create cultures that not just survive, but thrive and that are super sustainable for the long term. Because really... That's what we're all about with the 10-degree shift here is really thinking about what are the small things we could be doing every day that enables us to change the directory for the long term. So, Marlon, why don't you tell us a bit about particularly BizTech Global, the company that you have now, what is it about the company that makes it sustainable and that has created, I guess, what we're calling some shared values?
0: Yeah, so thank you very much, AJ. And um, just wanted to, yeah, so B Global um, ha- is a company that we started um, with uh, multiple um, areas of services. So um, I would say, you know, that's in like the shared um, services area in, in um, a company or organization. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea there is that um, the company was uh, started because we want to uh, help businesses to grow. So um, so this, uh, I guess, you know, the the shared values subject is uh, very, very important, you know, in, in the company's entire operation from how we operate it, um, you know, from a team point of view and customer point of view and and also supply and distributor point of view. So um, this company um, was started now uh, out of a requirement that one of my colleagues wanted to have um, some team members uh, operating in a different, um, I guess, environment out of their office. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, um, you know, my experience in um, running multiple companies globally is that um, the, um, the values that, you know, we create from the beginning uh, is very, very critical to how, you know, you um, deliver the outcomes. So let me take a couple of examples. So Um, Well, first thing we do is um, on the, um, I um, invited a couple of um, my colleagues to join together. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and we um, talked about the um, values that they have. So these are like, you know, um, things that you learn in your experience when you, you know, work in multiple companies. So you see some um, you know, good values and you see some, you know, things that are not so good that happen. So mm-hmm. so I call it what not to do. So <laughs> what not to do means like, instead of, you know, going here's what we're going to do. So, uh, you know, <laughs> mission or vision, um, yes. create, create like, a, so right now we call it our 10 commandments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that basically is the values that we've actually you know, written up Based on what we really like, but also what we don't like to do. So, for example, um, in in Biztech Global, uh, I'll I'll take a couple of them. Is like you know, uh, do not let your staff abuse any other customers, or Mm -hmm. do not let your uh, customers abuse any of your staff members, Mm -hmm. right? Your team. So, um, so um, in Biztech Global. The values are, you know, and um, the operating of the organisation, everything is based on the values that we created. So, so um, yeah.
1: So you did that with your founders, partners and executives. Um, what, what then was the way you rolled that out or got your staff to embrace that? Because I know you have you know, promises that you give to your customers um, and obviously your staff are at the front line delivering on that um, every day, what did you do to get them on board and and loving the values and really building that kind of tribe?
0: Yeah, so AJ, um, absolutely. So when we had that original, you know, um, I guess meetings and workshops we ran with regarding, you know, coming up with those, um, you know, key uh, values, uh, then you had to obviously uh, try and bring them into the programs that you need to set up the organization to operate. So, for example, let's say how, you know, we uh, run our, um, you know, enrichment programs, right? So, every team member needs to, um, you know, make sure that they they we know what their, um, you know, their values and their purposes are. So, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you have individuals, in, in a team, you know, so for example, if I'm managing a team member, I need to understand how they, um, you know, what motivates them. For example, mm-hmm. um, in, is that like, a, you know, a monetary value that they have, they want to buy a house or a car, mm-hmm. you know, is it like uh, more time with the family they want to have? So it is very critical when you're building a, a team and working with them that you have that half an hour, one hour discussion with them or a coffee, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is not about, not about the, you know, the work and, you know, your to-do list and your KPIs. This is our talk about your life KPIs, you know, mm-hmm. what is your life KPI, you know? So, so absolutely, I would say that you have to find that out. Now, if you don't know that, that means you are goaling someone with, you know, some task and work that you have to do in the company, but you don't really understand what they're working for, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's super critical that you understand that value from that team member, um, mm-hmm. and you know we do that. So that's one of the strong programs we have, and um, then also we um, you know created something called the uh, Basic Hearts program. So that's mm-hmm. like the uh, staff initiative. So we told the staff to come back to us with some initiatives that you know they like to do. For example. Uh, you know uh, less plastic or you know uh, more recycling or you know uh, different um, um, you know programs that they like to um, you know see in the company and we have taken that and then um, you know obviously taken we can't have every program because you've got to have a hundred of them yes but you could you know you could have a similar theme. you know Mm -hmm. Um, then uh, yeah so so that um, I guess those are the little things you can do. So for example, right now, AJ, with the COVID-19, uh, um, you know, um, pandemic happening around the globe. Um, so some of the team members in, you know, the um, main Kampora in Sri Lanka, they, Sri Lanka has been locked down for three and a half weeks now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they definitely um Having you know um um i guess separation anxieties from the team we members because they work and <laughs> yeah we all so so they basically want to go and meet them. so what we've done is we have programs that um currently you know we, we get on zoom and they're having like a trivia evening we had last time you know um, so we separated them into three different teams um so how that um it runs um AJ is that um, we have a like a social committee. And that mm-hmm. social committee basically, um, you know, run by the team itself, and they they organize everything. So we just be uh, as management or executives just participate, and and uh, you know, obviously guide them. But um, so it becomes a real, um, you know, value system within, within within the organization. So I would say that if you create those programs within the team, then basically. Uh, it automatically sort of, you know, um, um, takes control of, you know, the value creation and, um, yeah, so there's a couple of programs we're doing.
1: And you weren't born with this, right? (laughs) Or maybe you were. I know you're a natural connector and a real trust builder and someone who naturally comes from a place of heart, not just head. But you had to have studied or looked at because – You're also very commercially savvy, and you know, research and statistics are now proving out that companies that do have a heart and do create shared values and build trust in their teams end up being more financially successful over time. Where did you get some of your ideas from, or what have you studied and looked at? Have you looked at other companies? You know, did you get mentored? How did you? come to try out these things and, and look for, you know, better ways of building shared values in your workplace?
0: That, th- thanks, AJ. That's like, a I think, an amazing question because I, <laughs> I was thinking, um, so for me, AJ, this happened uh, naturally. So mm-hmm. let me explain this in a bit more detail. So what happened was um, when I was little, I was a very, very curious person. So I had to know how everything worked, you know, mm-hmm. So if someone was building something, I'll go watch them, and you know. And the funny thing is, I could, just um, by watching someone do something, I could repeat it the next one. Like you know, I could copy it straight away. Like right. you know. So mm-hmm. that that's the uh, you know the um, uh, intensity or the the you know way that I studied it was so hard that I really got it quickly. So mm-hmm. so I kept doing this, and I only realized this maybe about maybe 10 15 years ago that you know some of these things naturally i was doing is that as a part of um, a couple of mentors that i had so so when i say i didn't know that they were my mentors but they they were my mentors when i was growing mm-hmm. up so i had uncle um uncle george and he um you know started multiple companies
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, he became very um i guess successful in whatever he did you know he, um people said that he has a Midas touch or the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the silver spoon. Yeah. So everything that he touched became either silver or gold. Um, and he looked after people like, you know, unconditionally, like he did mm. not have any, any condition to anyone. You know, he just was such a beautiful soul. He's, he's passed away. I think a couple of years ago, um, very sad, but um And my dad, my dad, um, you know, uh, worked for a British-American tobacco company in uh, Sri Lanka. They call Ceylon Tobacco. Mm -hmm. This company, um, you know, um, looked after their people like I've never seen any other company do that. So I learned these um, characteristics and behaviors on how, you know, by looking after people that they're so loyal so for example, my uncle's—you know—people who work for him have worked until they retired with him. Mm. You know, they—they um, they would donate a kidney to them without a question or a lung. Yes. You know, it's like I'm yes. talking about that level of—you know—loyalty uh, and commitment. And my dad did the same thing. He worked from the day that he left school until he retired in the same company. Yeah, so. I learned these things and and all these enrichment programs and stuff like, you know, um, from there at the beginning. And then obviously uh, through personal development programs like Tony Robbins and, you know, um, Scott Harris and a couple of coaches that, uh, you know, been following and a lot of um, material online that's available free to everyone. Mm -hmm. now. I don't cancel a lot of material like willy-nilly. I select them mm-hmm. and I filter through them on a subject specific that I want to learn. And then I'll really, you know, work on it. And uh, I would say my uh, most amazing book that I think I studied hard is the Think and Grow Rich book by Napoleon Hill. Uh-huh. Um, I would say um, it has all the principles that you need to uh, use in a business or organisation to be successful. You know, if someone studied that book only, and that book only has a university degree or whatever it is, I would say that they don't need to study anything else. Yeah. And it's such a small a book. book. But, it's
1: it's such a little tiny book, but it's packed with good ideas and information isn't absolutely. it absolutely yeah
0: and, and then, also i mean napoleon go ahead
1: yeah i was going to say it stood the test of time because it's been around for what ne- probably nearly 100 years or something now so yeah it's values yeah. and principles that that mean so much today just as it did yesterday
0: yeah so i'll, I'll tell you the story about what uh Thor robin said right so so this book was written by Napoleon. He is not a business person; he was just a uh, um, you know um so he was um, commissioned by Andrew Carnegie, one of the first you know um, industrial you know i guess um persons who created wealth like about you know um mm-hmm. in a time that was really hard and um so so Tony robbins tells me this uh, or tells us this story about um his um his coach was a person called Jim Rohn, right? So yeah. Jim Rohn was the original um, personal development expert. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so Tony Robbins, you know, um, definitely a couple of videos, if you guys, like anyone, you know, on this podcast, if you're interested, they definitely need to find them. Um, anyway. So Tony Robbins goes to him and he somehow convinces him to give him a job and he becomes uh, Jim Rohn's uh, sales Uh, executive so he goes around selling the courses and things like that and um, so jim tells him to read this book and a couple other books so he reads it and one day jim goes so have you read the book he goes yes and he's looking at him and and jim's like still um you know not convinced so he's like why why are you asking me this you know he goes how many times you read And he said, just once, because obviously you have not gotten it, you know, because you only read it once. <laughs> so then Tony asked, Tony asked Jim, how many times did you read it? He said, I read it at least uh, three dozen times, you know. Wow. So this is like the beginning of that time. So so uh, that's how important, you know, a, a good, um, I guess, uh, you know, lesson in um, business and principles in life and everything um, really. Um, yeah, especially to create value to, you know, you have to have a really good baseline and and um, um, a system that, you know, um, so AJ, I'm, I'm so happy that you, you know, um, has this um, uh, 10 shift, uh, you know, degree shift program that you are helping organizations and individuals definitely will make a big impact, you know, once you especially have all the material, you know, connected to them.
1: Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. And certainly not in the realm of you can grow rich, but it, it is, again, still based on similar principles of, you know, if you take care of the individual, you help with shared values and building a team, and then that helps take care of the community. You create this yes. cycle of goodwill that really, you know, can ensure the survival of us as humans and as a planet. Um, And I do think more and more business is starting to move that way where we do need to create environments. We do need to take care of ourselves and know our own strengths and build on those, but then we need to take care of our fellow men. And a lot lot of people say I can't necessarily do that globally, but I'm a real firm believer in, you know, um, thinking local and the tribe and the value of the tribe. And so, how have you found with your business, has it had a ripple effect beyond just your company, or is most of your energy focused on your people?
0: Yeah, so that that's um, a really important subject and um So what I would do is I'll explain two things. So first one is I think that you know um the shared value and that value system that you create. So for example, if you take, you know, people use the word culture very loosely. So culture is um in my words, it's actually a collection of people's experiences and feelings, you know, in, in one particular place builds culture, right? So it's basically mm-hmm. you feel very warm and loving and you know, and you respect each other and, and you're always there for each other. Now that is like the best culture to have. So, um and that shared value system and and the um you know opportunity for the individuals to even take it to the next level is the key of you know that organizations growth or or community's growth so definitely aj i think um, as you said that uh, i would call the shared values and that you know the the tribe and, and being together is like you know locally um, if you have it um, in, in our neighborhood, in our home, then it trickles down to the community and it can trickle down to the, you know, the to the city, then it trickles down to the state and trickles down to the country and, you know, um, and okay. as you go forward. So um, how does it happen? Obviously, maybe it's a bad thing to use at the moment because it's actually, uh, I was going to say, it's like a good virus, you know. So you can actually get it, and when you get that bug you you can actually then change people's lives and, yes. and if you can change people's lives then it it changes the entire community so so I would say that everything you know we do we have to start first at home, you know charity begins at home, and then you know in in our surroundings, and that's our you know organization so if you can um Really hold this together, and if you can help each other out, and if you you know really love working with each other because that's the culture that you created um, by just having shared values and shared ideas and shared you know um, everything that you you know uh, can um, like take it to the next level, then basically you you become uh, almost invincible, you know because. There's no one else can you know in in a good culture like that in you know, an organization um so the second part of that I was gonna say is that in in this global there are people who are applying for jobs you know mm-hmm. so we have a list of people that will um you know um, have in, in the list to go for the next piece of work now that is because all the people who are, who are leaders in the company um have the same values and i found that very strange and i you know i had the first couple of meetings that we almost fell off the chair because they all have the same core purpose of you know doing things and changing and you know trying to make a company that people want to be there not to have to be there Mm -hmm. right so when when that happens then basically um, all the people who, you know, they have had worked with before and, and companies i work with, all the really good connected people all go, can, can I start? You know, when can I come and work right. with you? So so I have still tons of people that are, are not uh, pinged because, you know, you're not ready for them yet. But as you go forward, you know, that whole, um, uh, I would say community, or tribe that you had, ex, your ex-tribe, you know, still still waiting to talk to you. So, wow.
1: um
0: And so, I would say that that's that. If you ask a very good serial entrepreneur, that's the people that they, you know, work with that followed or you, you know, help go and build something else. Always comes back. You know, they they are the one tribe. You know, so this that's is my experience. Amazing. So.
1: And when we study any of the really great cultures that have happened in companies around the world, it is just that. When other people are saying it's a globally competitive marketplace and workforce and I I find it hard to get good people, when you talk to those cultures where they have really built deep shared values and where they have built trust, there is um, an attraction that happens, a magnetism, like you're saying, you know, an invincibility. Um, a positive yes. virus, so to speak, and they have a long waiting list of people wanting to get in. Um, and in some instances I've heard of companies where the people actually will go there and move countries to go there and get paid less because they just really want to be part of something that they value and see as important. So yeah. you know, what you're saying really and that's a- resonates
0: absolutely and I think k j and you know that's the point that I made at the beginning if you know the person's you know um your team members' you know their dream goal, then you can work towards it you know so mm-hmm. and and some of the dream goals will be also very aligned to you so if they want to make change, they don't care about how much money you pay or not you know because they're not after you know like building a castle in you know somewhere. So you, yeah. you can then really tap into that. So this is the whole point of, you know, um, really building trust. So you use the word before. So I think trust is absolutely key, you know, to have that shared value system and, and create a great culture because at, at the end of the day, if you don't, you know, have that trust and create that trust, now trust is not something that you can buy. Mm-hmm. You know, trust is not something you can just educate. You know, it, it's a feeling, you know, it's an emotion. You have to be able to invoke that by doing the right thing, you know. So that's why it's so important that, um, you know, you do these little programs that, you know, we talk about. And I'm sure we can, you know, um, uh, share some of them Aj, as you go forward uh, on your program. So um, absolutely trust is key and, you know, shared values is the way to, you know, build that and to take it forward.
1: Yeah, and I think to kind of round out our conversation, there's a couple of things you've said that really resonate for me. The fact that you have Ten Commandments, (laughs) which, you know, for some people might have religious connotations, but I just think they mean almost commitments. And I have a Ten Commitments that I work on with leaders, which is a similar sort of thing. It has that reverence about it. Um, The fact that you can't copy culture, you know, people can copy processes and procedures they can use the same platforms and softwares as another company they can try and you know um employ or hire and do a lot of the things that another company does but you cannot copy that culture Um, And you can't buy trust. So it is something that has to come from the goodness of your heart. It has to come from within and it has to be pure in lots of ways. Um, And it reminds me a lot of the Heisenberg principle, which through research and demonstration showed that everything we look at lovingly, it raises the vibration of that thing that you're looking at. So in the same way, if you hold the space for your people lovingly and you genuinely only want the best for them and for them to achieve their goals and their personal KPIs as you said then they're already ahead of the game they're already um, at a higher level because of that and that has magnetism and that's what shared values is all about right yeah
0: so you know if it's if you're family you cannot let them, like when you, when you say you have a family member and they're going through a rough period, you know, you will do anything to take take them through that. So, so that's the trust that you have when you're, you know, related and connected. Now, you know, um, a lot of the cultures, you know, still have those very, very strong values systems. Hmm. Um, so, if you create, uh, uh, you know, and anyone can do this, anyone can create that um, by. Just being themselves and mm. you know being as you said absolutely you know honorable and 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 looking after the people because that's what you love to do like you know now even if you don't love you know so some people are maybe not as lovey-dovey as you and me i g so <laughs> um they, they
1: find
0: they find it very difficult to talk about these things and yes. They're Plenty of people help you do that, you know what I mean. So you don't have to be, you know, everything, but you can make sure that this happens in your little team, in your organization. And there are plenty of programs that you know we have um, we can go through. and And these are like, you know, um, just you know, you know, having the meetings in a in a coffee environment or you know, like having so it's more loose, free, you know. So I think the world is going towards it. That's the really beautiful thing, and. Yes. And this virus is, you know, um, I guess a terrible thing, but, you know, it's brought a lot of people together. I mean, I'm feeling much more connected with my family and my kids because I'm spending more time with them. This yes. morning I was jumping up and down on the trampoline for like half an hour. So, you know, um, <laughs> not only don't do that on a weekday, so in the morning. Yes. Um, and you're juggling different things. So, definitely a very powerful, you know, concept and a subject that people need to pay attention to.
1: Exactly. And I think the brilliant thing for someone like you, who is running a global business that's in the USA, the UK, Sri Lanka, Australia, right? Um, It's the fact that the whole world is going through this crisis or challenge right now. So all of your people, no matter where they are, are impacted. And it is a time for us to lean on our shared values. Um, And it's why your staff wanted to have a trivia night, right, because their work family is part of helping them feel normal and engaged and safe and being able to navigate through these things. And I think in all of the companies I've had the pleasure of working with through crises, it has been their shared values that has provided the cushion of goodwill that has allowed them to weather those storms and it's where a company doesn't have those shared values that you do see them fall into disarray um, and you find, you know, corruption or things happening or staff attacking their own company or people leaving. Um, When they have shared values, it's when companies work things out or staff work at half pay or go part-time in order to help that company survive. And we're going to see... The Results of that in six or nine months, I think, as we come out the other end of COVID 19, we're going to see which of the companies have built themselves on strong, trusting, shared value foundations and which haven't. Absolutely. And
0: AJ, just to add, add one more thing to that is that, so, you know, as that mechanism will help, you know, uh, companies, you know, sponge and you know, bounce back and, you know, as you you mentioned before, it's also the glue, like, you know, so if you want to call it this, it's the web that holds things together. As you said, you know, first thing someone, you know, has some bad thing to say or for staff member is you know, a new member is not behaving or operating or, you know, they will definitely pull them up. You know, the the team Mm -hmm. will go before they, it comes to the executives or, you know, the, the management, they'll, they'll, you know, try and correct it. They'll, you know, huddle together and try and, you know, and this is very evident in a lot of, you know, very rich cultures and, you know, different cultures. If you look at, you know, the very, very origins of tribes, they they looked after these people, you know, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, if you take like the prodigal sound story, you know, so basically it is that, you know, it's basically the, the, the glue will, make sure that the you hold it together and also it's the self-healing glue. So it'll actually heal heal, and is all, also protect at the same time. You know what I mean? So it, it is, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't emphasise enough why it's so important, yeah.
1: Brilliant. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you and I can't agree more about that idea of self-healing go, glue and the protection and the 10-degree shift model, which I know you're familiar with, is all about almost like a chain or a safety net in that way of a circle of 10 key elements. And when companies have all of those strung together um, and they only need to do small things in each of them, really they are building strong protective bonds for the future. They are supporting their people to live um, and love their life and love coming to work, which is what your people clearly do at B2Tech Global. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom can you um, just share how people may get in touch with you if they want to know more about what your company does or want to have a bit more of a yarn with you about these shared values um, and how it can support their company?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so people can um, get on uh, LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com slash Marlon DC. So M A R L O N D C is my profile on there. Uh, you can otherwise do a search on my name and, uh, you know, connect with me. Um, otherwise, you can email me on uh, Marlon, M-A-R-L-O-N, at Marlon DeCruz. That's M A R L O N D E C R U Z dot com. And uh, please drop me an email. Um, you know, we're more than happy to have a chat. Um, there's online calendars and things like that. So you can uh, book a time and we'll, you know, connect up and um, say hello.
1: Fantastic. And trust me, people, he will. That is not an empty statement. Um, we have had many conversations since we both connected only just over a month ago. And already, um, Marlon, you've made quite an impression. And I do hope that you and your company, weather this storm of COVID-19, I'm confident you will and I know that you have a beautiful, strong team and a family that you love very dearly. Thank you for sharing your insights and wisdom with us today on the 10-degree shift. Thank you
0: very much, AJ. Um, God bless and, um, yeah, we'll weather this for sure. Um, we'll have multiple and more discussions and uh, looking forward to the remaining podcast on the 10-degree shift.
1: Thank you so much. And remember, everyone, that it's not that we need to be um, course correcting or doing big, radical things at this time. Lots of people are talking about pivoting. We just need to make small 10-degree shifts, but we need to do that consistently and we need to show up as leaders for our people. Until next time, take care, everyone. Bye for now.